Charlotte. It's Shelby. It's Riley. And, and it's, it's time, time to smut up and listen. Just a reminder for today's episode and all future episodes, our opinions are subjective. We don't advocate for kink shaming or author shaming. This is all in good smutty fun. Enjoy. Today's episode trigger warnings are explicit sexual content. And today's book is Morning Glory Milking Farm by C.M. Nacosta. And what did you give it on Goodreads, Shelby? A three. (laughs) I think I also gave it a, you know, I'm going to give it a four. I really enjoyed it. Okay, that's fair. Was it good? No. Was it entertaining? Absolutely. Did I love it? With all my heart. Oh, I love it. I love these books. (laughs) It is weird. And I will say the world building, I loved it. I want to live there. Take me to Cambrick Creek. I want to be there. (laughs) And I'm going to work at that farm. Hell yeah. I don't want to be there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we have a review to read, and it is from Sarah Kate. Six five eight, and when we got it, and Shelby was like, "Oh my God, Sarah Kate left us a review." I was like, "Oh my God," but it's not. But we still love you. Yeah, we still love you, Sarah Kate. <laughs> it says all the smutty stars. So funny. These ladies have hilarious reactions to the books. I have so much fun listening. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, thank you, thank you Sarah. I think we've talked to her through the Instagram, and she's very sweet. She is very sweet. She got some stickers. <gasps> also, if you're interested in some smut up and listen stickers, go check out our link on fourth wall hell you're yeah, do it you want a cute little sticker go do it go do go it Do it. my quote is i'm ready to burst as it is this is two days of build-up burst with what was it a cow <laughs> just need to be milked <laughs> and mine was she had to get up get up and clean up which might be quite the undertaking covered as she was in his sticky sweet cream yeah yeah <laughs> <Cream>. <laughs> Cream. We start in our main character's POV. Her name is Violet. She's watched the introduction video so many times. Her access portal to the introduction video is good for eight more hours, so she really needs to make up her mind about the job. What job, you may ask? Well, it's a job at Morning Glory Milking Farms. When she first clicked the job listing, it was too good to be true. Amazing benefits, no prior training, flexible schedule, and she really needed a job like this because she doesn't want to move back home with her parents and live in the same boring suburban life. She originally moved to the city for her grad program and her parents weren't happy about it, but after she finished her program as an urban development architect... I guess it doesn't say architect, but I'm assuming that's what she does. Yeah. She did not land a job like she thought she would. Bummer. Damn economy. Damn economy. <laughs> <In> this economy? <laughs> the interview process of the job had been simple and straightforward. You apply online, followed by a video call, and then she's invited to the farm in Cambrick Creek for the paperwork and a tour of the facility. And then you go home, watch the intro video, and click that you accept the job via a link on your computer. But during the tour, Violet felt very out of place and that is because she was the only human woman there i knew she was gonna fuck a cow i knew it (laughs) (laughs) i fucking knew it i fucking knew it (laughs) she had spent the rest of the previous evening slumped over her laptop watching slack jawed as the beaming fox woman in the video jerked off minotaur after minotaur (laughs) (laughs) fuck me huge hulking bull men resting comfortably against the padded breeding stalks their thick members prominently displayed for the technician who stood a level below them. What is it? Wait. What? 
<laughs> so in this world, there's like, it seems like it's mostly humans, but then there's a specific little community where there's like all sorts of different like mythical creatures. Like there's vampires, there's minotaurs, there's lizard people, fox people. Oh. What are they called? They're like snake men with two dicks. Oh. I thought that was the lizard people. Yeah. There's a name for it. Two dicks. Naga. I think it's Naga. Oh, uh, yeah. Two dicks. They have two dicks. Better to fuck you with. Now that she'd watched the video repeatedly, small details she might have overlooked otherwise jumped out at her. The Minotaur's girthy members vaguely resembled their human counterparts, but there was no comparing the size. Commensurate with the heft of the hulking bullmen, their cocks were long and impossibly thick, riddled in veins with prominent dome-like heads. Some bore the same coloration of their owner's varied hides, while others were bubblegum pink or deep red, flushed with the blood that engorged them. Oh! <laughs> so naturally, she clicks accept on the job. As you should. I would. <laughs> would you? Let's go. Fuck yeah. I'd be a little intimidated. I don't know. 100%. I'd be like, oh my god. <laughs> Sounds like she makes good money, though. Compensated well. Full benefits, too. <laughs> she gets dental and vision. <gasps> Girl, go get some new glasses. Yeah. Get your teeth fixed. <laughs> <laughs> on her way to the new job, she takes in what Cambrick Creek actually looks like because before when she did the tour, she only like drove straight through, didn't pay attention. Cute shops line the main street. Families of all different types of creatures walk around and shop. Mothmen, werewolves, vampires, minotaurs. She's on her first day with her training binder shadowing another person. She is highlighting and underlining her notes in the binder so she could be the best at this job like she is at school. The first thing she learns from the binder is cleaning protocols of the farm. Very straightforward. Everything labeled it makes it easy for the people working there if they do make a larger mess though the cleaning crew handles it and the room is blocked off until it's clean they don't have to clean up after the big messes oh good <laughs> then they get to the machine it's the most intimidating part of the process but easy once you get the hang of it is what her trainer says it's at the lower part of the room under this overhang with a bench on it for clients and then a hole so it's like downstairs lower level machine and there's like a bench where like their dick like they sit there and their dicks like hang down below them okay have you watched um dave the little dicky show no. no oh there's a part where there's like a milking bench where it's like a massage table with a hole where his dick goes and then like the girl lays under it <laughs> that's what i was picturing Perfect. that's that's like almost yeah. more clinical though yeah i want to yeah. watch it though i do it's really good and it's funny i've only watched the first season but it's funny i've never even heard of this oh it's little dicky little dicky never heard of it. <gasps> do you little dicky <laughs> Excuse me? Do you have a little dicky? <laughs> you should little dicky. I don't know what this means. Really? Look him up, girl. Little dicky. Okay. I'll you don't know little dicky? No. Okay, I don't you know think that so. one song where he's like, oh my god, I'm Kendall Jenner. It's with like Chris Brown no. in it. This bitch don't know about Pangea? Yeah. Pangea? <laughs> Okay, I got something to do after this. She's got this. some homework. <laughs> 
As the trainer is showing her the machine, she wonders if the minotaurs are able to see her below them while she works, and now she's like even more nervous. She grabs the nozzle of the machine, and it's larger than a soda can, which I was like... That's big. I mean, it's a bull dick, though. Wait, she grabs the nozzle. His dick's in it or something? It yeah. It goes into it eventually. Oh. Eventually. Okay. It's the collection machine. She grabs the nozzle of the machine, and it's larger than a soda can. The inside is high medical-grade silicone with bumps and nodules. Her trainer flips the switch to show her how the mechanical arm moves up and down and makes the nozzle hum and buzz. So it's like a giant pocket pussy. Oh. It is a giant pocket pussy. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Good for them. But it like manually moves. So like once they put it on, it just like does the work. Oh, so she doesn't have to sit there being like. But she does. It's more efficient to use your hand and then at the end you use the nozzle. Why is it more efficient? Yeah. <laughs> because. <laughs> because it is. Her trainer sees her face and tells her that it's a lot of information, but it also is important to remember that it's a normal job, like a blood bank. I mean, you're collecting bodily fluids. That's true. Yeah, For medical it is. purposes. You're just collecting cum. Her trainer then tells her it's not sex work, but some clients do bring a sexual element, but it's mostly just the clients coming in, wanting to get paid and leave. So like the reason that they collect the sperm is for pharmaceutical companies to use it towards human men's viagra. Agra. Oh. Uh-huh. So something in their sperm helps human men get a boner. They got yeah. big old dicks. We're just going to pass it on. Share the love. Yeah. Share the boners. You get a boner. You get a boner. The first client of the day is a seven foot tall minotaur. His expression was cocky as he turned to undress fully before straddling the breeding bench, smirking over the side at the intended girl's announcement that a trainee would be observing that day. Well, you'd better train her up right. Give her a good demonstration of the proper technique. Yeah. Jerk that dick well. <laughs> better do it right. Violet saw once he lowered himself to the bench, cock slipping through the opening. The spots on his shaft were interrupted by several thick veins, the markings fading as her eyes traveled up the stiff length, her mouth running dry at his wide mid-shaft swell, ending in a light pink head the size of her fist. The deep slit at its tip already beating with moisture. This won't take long, he chuckled. <laughs> this won't take long. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna come fast. They get paid really well, too, the people that do it. The minotaurs. Oh, really? I mean, good for them. They should get paid well. To get jerked off? Uh, yeah, see, as I said <laughs> that, I was like, wait. It's for science. They're getting pleasure. I know, but their bodily fluids are getting, like, basically sold off. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you should get paid for that. I think it's a win, win, win. Win, yeah. win, win, win. Everybody's winning. Her trainer begins just as her binder protocol says. He was right. It does not take long. And they use a literal milk bottle for the sperm collection. And it is completely full. And that is 24 ounces. Okay, come slut. Of sperm. <laughs> Hyperspermia or what? Her trainer says to pretty much just watch their body movements. So when they start bucking their hips, turn the machine on. But for now, in the beginning, she could just start with the machine until she's comfortable, like watching their cues. They hurry up and do all the sanitation checklists before their next appointment. And we have been at the Morning Glory milking farms for a whole week. And it passes by very fast. She's memorized her training binder front to back and watched all the training videos multiple times. She's practiced setting up the rooms, also learning the machine inside and out, even though that's not part of the job. So she'll like 
on her breaks, like go set up the machine, take it apart, like rebuild it back together. So she knows like everything about it. The info her trainer gives her though is the most valuable. She learns the difference between earners, clock watchers, normal clients, and my favorite, good little cows. Oh, the good little cows. Good little cows. <laughs> I'll explain each one. The earners could account for every drop of semen they produce, practically earning a second income from their output. So they're literally there just to make money. Okay. And they're very good at guessing how much they're going to make for the day. So the earners are like their normal clients pretty much. But Pop and Goes are minotaurs who visit the farm infrequently and sometimes for the very first time. They almost come immediately once you attach the nozzle. Okay. Clock watchers tend to be businessmen always on their way somewhere. And the milking process is a transaction. And then the good little cows. Tell me about them. The good little cows really like to push the fantasy of being milked. It's the fetish for them. So they tend to be the best tippers. They'll be like as they're getting milked they'll be like you like that what a, like dairy cow like they like go like oh and you're like it's fucking weird and there's like a special uniform you have to wear too for the good little cows yeah some of the good little cows request you wear like some weird fucking uniform you like a dairy worker <laughs> yeah it's like an apron with a cow print on it or something you want to yes. move for me yeah yeah it's like that that's how they talk yeah <laughs> All her coworkers are super nice and welcoming. She's making more money than she has in a long time to where she's actually putting money in savings, which she wasn't able to do before, and to pay off her student loans. Today is the day that her trainer lets her do it all by herself and she supervises. We're at her first appointment and she notices from his expensive looking clothes and his expensive looking watch that he must be a clock watcher. The short, silky, coarse hide that covered his body was the same color as the shaggy, pecan brown hair that fell messily into his face with huge, roan-colored horns pushing through it like weeds, stretching outward into the sky. He was already partially erect. He's ready to go. Uh, he's got places to be. Yeah, he's a clock that watcher. That is hard. <laughs> I hated that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that cow dick. <laughs> he gets in a position on the bench and he has the thickest cock she has ever seen. She gets to work on the clipboard checklist and the last thing to do on it is to start milking him. Pecan brown at the base, the same shade as his short hide, fading until it bled into pink at the thick swell midway up his shaft. Her hand was unable to span the circumference of him, obliging her to use both to slicken him with oil all the way to the tip, the head still shielded by his foreskin. He's an uncut cow. An uncut. It's got a little sleeve. She remembers all the videos and starts to get to work. The side of her pinky slid between the edge of his foreskin as she worked down the shaft, circling around his cockhead from within the protective layer of skin to ensure he was adequately slick, raising her head in surprise at the sharp intake of breath from above. So she's using his little sleevey. Uh-huh. uh-huh. He doesn't say anything, so she calls out to let him know if she's using too much pressure, not enough pressure, or if he's okay, but he doesn't respond. So she continues what she's doing. His cock had stiffened fully by then, a cord of steel within the solid length, and Violet marveled silently at his girth. It was not the biggest cock she'd seen over the course of the past week, but it was by far the thickest, fat and heavy 
in her slick hands. Fat little dick. <laughs> <laughs> she loses track of how long she works his cock. She almost misses the signs of getting the machine ready. So good thing she didn't. But she gets the machine on him to help him finish up. And then a girl just goes for it and starts playing with his balls. Okay. She is an overachiever. Each one was the size of a large orange. The sack that encased them the same warm brown as his body. The seam that separated them seemed to draw on her finger like a beacon and she traced it tentatively, earning a huff from above. Can you imagine balls the size of a large orange? And then you just hear like... <laughs> his reaction is immediate and he finishes and his milk bottle is full. She <laughs> the milk bottle just cracks me up. <laughs> she wipes him off real quick and turns around to start the paperwork part of the job with her thighs clenched. Your girl's hella soaked. Hella soaked. Girl, control yourself. <laughs> she continues her day and finishes a total of six appointments. Before she heads home, she collects four sky blue envelopes from the receptionist. So if they want to, they can tip their technician. So she's getting extra money. Get it, bitch. She's got good technique. She gets home and decides that all the things that she needed to do can be put on hold for a moment. She goes to her bed and slides her hand in her underwear. <sighs> she dragged her fingers through her folds, coating them in slick and rubbing the moisture over her tingling clit, teasing back and forth until the swollen bud protruded from its hood. Needy for more <laughs> stimulation. <laughs> the fingers on her other hand curved, approximately the way they'd stretched around the minotaur's girth, remembering the way she tightened her grip to squeeze the rigid length. She could almost feel the heavy weight of him, the solidity and thickness of him, the way his cock hardened to steel in her hand. Oh my god, the imagery. She comes thinking about the grunts he made when she milked him, and the way the machine milks has come out of him. And when she's finished, she... Isn't sure why he made such a huge impression on her after watching countless of people throughout the whole week. She's like, why do I like this Minotaur so much? <laughs> why do you? Tell us, please. Three weeks later, she's still at the farm. She has learned about cash bonuses every month. So now she's like competitive. She's like, oh, hell yeah. If I get X amount of cum, I can make more money. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Her hips are still steadily coming in. And most importantly, she hasn't had to masturbate again since that one and only time. Good for you. Yeah, good self-control. <laughs> but I don't think she's had the Minotaur since. No, not yet. Don't be too proud of her yet. She'll let you down. <laughs> On this particular day, she gets her schedule and notices a purple tabbed folder, which if you get a purple tabbed folder, that's a request put in for the certain technician. She gets to the request appointment and immediately recognizes the broad back. He makes small talk with her and she starts word vomiting about how her day's been a disaster. He asks if she's still in school and she's like, I should not give personal information out, but I'm going to anyways. She tells him that she's done with school, here to try to make money in the meantime, blah, blah, blah. And then she gets started. Time seemed to move in slow motion as he settled his weight against the bench, his cock filling the hole and blotting out the light. Heavy balls swinging. He was already hard, <laughs> Violet observed, biting her lip. Hard, hard, fully erect, and already purling pre-cum. The pearlescent bead of moisture glistening from the eye of his cock tip drew her like a magnet, her fingertip pressing into it, spreading it over the smooth pink of his head before pushing into the slit once more, earning a ragged breath from above. The weight of his cock was a delicious heft, 
heavy and solid in her hands as she began stroking his shaft from root to tip, pressing into the base of her downstroke and teasing his slit every time she twisted over his head, using both hands to move in a constant corkscrew, pulling him with increasing pressure, imagining that she'd be able to pull his big body right through the hole in the bench, her hands moving in a constant patter, one over the other. She's really into it. As she's working him, she wonders what it would be like to be fucked by the bull, a slow, solid pounding, deep and exquisite, each slam of his wide hips filling her completely, a thought that made her face heat and mortification at the same time that she was flooded with arousal. Uh, something about this minotaur is really getting to her. Um, yeah. And she shakes the fantasy from her head just as he's about to, like, Bust. complete. So she has to, like, hurry and grab the machine, slap it on there, she cleans him and he gets stressed and then they say goodbye. She finishes the last client and leaves with three blue envelopes. One has a crisp folded $100 bill in it and she knows exactly who it's from. Her fave Minotaur. Doesn't say exactly how much time passes, but she's on the phone with her mom. She updates her mom on getting a wonderful job with good benefits, but she doesn't specify what she does. She just says pharmaceutical company. That's what I would say as well. She's not lying. I don't think I would tell my parents that. No. she's explored the shops a bit better around cambrick creek now that she has like days off and time and stuff she found a coffee shop she goes to on her lunches and she gets a coffee that particular morning when a pop and go client literally jizzed all over her without warning they closed the room down but she had to like switch out of her scrubs and then they're like you just take a good long lunch after that fair (laughs) when she gets back from lunch she gets a folder with a purple sticker. Who could it be? I don't know, but he's her last client of the day. And as soon as she steps in the room, they chit chat again, which we learn is like his foreplay pretty much. So like before they would chit chat, he was only half erect. But now that they chit chat, he's like fully he's erect. like, oh, how's your day? Oh, fuck. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> good day. he hopes her day has gone better than the last time he was here and then they talk about similar facilities close to the area but apparently according to him this one is the best and makes it worth the money she starts working him as he explains the differences between the facilities and she gets low-key jealous but he's like the personal touch at this one is what makes it a hundred times better unmatched the way you touch my balls no one else does it Those large orange size balls. (laughs) That's terrifying. Oh, God. Just imagine that on like a normal human man. No. (laughs) That would be elephantitis of the balls. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It was all she could do to not climb the steps and flip him on the milking table and crawl aboard his broad body straddling his hips and showing him just how personal her touch could be. Violet wondered if he could smell her arousal, for her panties had long since left behind damp and were making their best effort to achieve dripping. Along with how the personal touch at this one makes it better, he also tells her that her small human hands couldn't be more to his liking. Dainty. She imagined what it would be like to be stretched by his girth. Her legs splayed over his hips as he bucked up into her, the way his big mushroom head would drag against her g-spot her inner (laughs) lips rubbed by that mid-shaft bulge or else how he might like for her to be on her knees before him sucking on the seam of his sack as he stroked himself for her (laughs) feeling that pounding pulse in his balls against her mouth the seam of his sack (laughs) (laughs) the most erotic part of a man the seam of his sack sack. (laughs) yeah that's my favorite part 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Not my favorite. <laughs> Shelly's like, no. Hard pass. He starts bucking into the bench and she gets the machine on him and he finishes. As he's getting dressed, he asks where she goes for coffee and she tells him, but he tells her that place is awful and to try another one and he expects a full review when he comes back next week. As she leaves for the day, she collects her blue envelopes and heads home, but she's sad for some reason. And she doesn't know why. Like, she gets home and she just, like, sits in the chair and is like, man. I miss that guy. (laughs) Where's my minotaur? (laughs) She tries the new coffee shop. It is incredibly busy and she's the only human in the room. She orders the honeycomb espresso, which I was like, that sounds kind of good. That sounds actually really good. Mm -hmm. And then she goes to the waiting area. As she's waiting, she's grabbed and told, here you are, love. Come on, I got us a table already. It's a girl with silver platinum spiky hair. She has no idea who this lady is, but she sits and listens to the girl ramble. Her name gets called for her order, and the lady says it's perfect timing because the man is gone. When Violet grabs her espresso, she comes back to the table, and the girl introduces herself as... Her name's Gillis, but she goes by Gilly. Okay. She thanks Violet for playing along because she didn't want to talk to the man from work. Gilly is a vampire, and she tells Violet all about her job and the donors they get in the restaurant. So it's like a restaurant where... It doesn't specify like if they're only human donors or not does yeah it? i don't think so but like the restaurant she works at will get donors they'll get their blood taken and then their blood is like congealed and made into like this fancy food okay that's really cool yeah. bougie it is bougie then violet tells her what she does for work minotaurs don't have udders not that i'm aware of so what exactly is it you're milking violet didn't need to answer for the other girl had already dissolved into laughter her platinum head dropping to the table same girl <laughs> crazy gilly goes on to say well that's the best gig in town you at least get to work with big beefy minotaurs i'm stuck with humans okay so she does work with only humans and then she makes a joke and says i'll bet that's some prime beef you get to manhandle <laughs> prime beef <laughs> Violet says grade a certified yep sure is obviously they're quick friends and they are now bffs we fast forward violet's been at the farm for a couple months now she has all the protocols down and she's hoping that her day goes by fast since she sees that purple tab at the end of her pile of folders she knows by now that he only came to the farm on Fridays since he traveled for work on the weekends but she hasn't gathered much more information about him and only has what his file provides she gets a little obsessive she tries to imagine what sort of house he lives in with his big stature but through her months of working and exploring Cambridge Creek she notices certain developments house larger residents so they'll have like little developments for like huge residents smaller developments for like smaller residents so everyone kind of like gets pieced together by their size she also obsesses over their zodiac compatibility she's getting a little sassy girl she takes a long lunch with gilly at the coffee shop so this is pre-leading up to him being her last client as she's in line she hears a voice behind her and recognizes it immediately (gasps) he pays for her drink as she turns to look at him and she wants to melt to the floor he also orders some type of twist pastry along with his drink and her drink and the cashier makes a comment about how if he eats too many of those he'll turn into one so he goes there a lot he huffed a familiar delicious sound that went to that place between her thighs she dreamed of him licking a fantasy that spurred suppositions over how rough his tongue was if it would be velvety smooth or textured and coarse if he'd press it into her and lick her clit until she came 
against its unknown texture, flooding his mouth with her own honey. In this particular daydream, the taste of her would drive him crazy. His thick cock would already be drooling pre-cum into anticipation, and he would flip her before the tremors of her orgasm would even be over, unable to control his ardor for another minute. He would enter her from behind and make her clench around his girth as he pumped into her with those slow, solid thrusts, his heavy balls slapping her still trembling clit, making her come again around his cock. I get so confused about them talking about balls slapping the clit. Because, like, how? Um, Only from doggy, right? How? It has to go around the penis, right? They ha- I feel like they have to hang, like, pretty low in order to, like... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you just probably... They probably just have to have big, 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 big balls. Big old balls. Big old balls. Larger orange size. <laughs> Ugh. Some juicy cuties. Juicy cutie. (laughs) (laughs) Juicy cutie. I want to call Zach's balls juicy cuties now. (laughs) All right. Next time you guys bone. Let me see those juicy cuties. (laughs) Let me squeeze them. (laughs) Peel them. (laughs) (laughs) Give me those little cuties so I can peel them and eat them. (laughs) Rip them off section by section and pop them in my mouth. Spit out the seeds. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, please leave. <laughs> He'd be like, Charlotte, I think this is I was it. Say, Zach would be like, absolutely not. Do not come near me. <laughs> yeah. Stay away from me. I'm sleepy on the couch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so that's her little coffee shop daydream. As they're waiting for their coffee, he tells her it's fancy meeting her here. And she thanks him for buying her coffee. She learns that his name is Rourke. On his file, it only says R.M. So this whole time she's been like, what's his name? Like Rupert? Like, is it like a sexy like <laughs> Rupert? <laughs> Rupert Grant is very sexy. That's why I said it for you. Thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> she used the very non-sexy names. Rugar or Ravis. Ravis? Where did you fucking pull those out of? Like, what? <laughs> a lady at the coffee shop asks if he's going to a cookout with L'Oreal and Violet's heart is like, shattered because she's like i knew he wasn't single rourke tells the lady it depends on his work schedule and then he turns to violet and asks if she's going home early since she's at the coffee shop and not at the farm and she says that she had a cancellation so she decided to treat herself he grabs her drink and reads her name in a silky rich voice so he's like violet violet He is about to ask if she wants to join him at a table and she tells him that she should probably get going because she's meeting someone. And he's like, oh, okay. And he like leaves. And Gilly's like, who was that hunky minotaur? She explains who he is and Gilly thinks that this is amazing and she should try to go for it. But she explains what she overheard about a mysterious woman named L'Oreal. She goes back to work and is not excited to see him anymore. She overhears coworkers talking about rings and minotaur's noses, and she realizes that Rourke has one, but she doesn't know what it means. He gets into the room, and it's kind of awkward, but she asks about the nose ring to try to break the ice. The modern usage is almost always to signify being bound to another in marriage. And she's like, I fucking knew it. It's not single. Damn it. But since she's been obsessing over him, she wants to literally cry and throw up. Crying, shitting, throwing up. right now. It is. Then he says, I've been divorced for two years now. Just haven't had the damn thing taken out. At first I wasn't ready. Now I'm afraid it's going to hurt. And she's like, Gah. he's 
single, oh my God. I have a chance. Get that minotaur. He quickly changes the subject and asks how our lunch date went, but he's kind of like passive and jealous about it. He's like, so how was your lunch date? Did you fuck him? She replies that she had a good time since she never has an afternoon off. And then she comments on how his weekend sounds like it might be fun. You know, the barbecue with L'Oreal. He's like, <laughs> it should be fine, but I don't like to do stuff like that. L'Oreal's my neighbor. When we first moved into this development, we were both single, but now she has a boyfriend and it, I just don't like to go to those things and she's like i just had lunch with a friend it wasn't a man it was my friend gilly i am also single and she gets to work milking him some time passes she's working a good little cow the good little cows were if nothing else a predictable lot they bucked and bellowed stamping and scraping their hooves against the stalks as if they were about to charge begging to be milked like the cows they were of all the things she'd learned about minotaurs in the several months she'd been at the farm this particular kink was the most eye-opening Oh my goodness. They're just, yeah, yeah. I'm a good cow. I'm a good cow. Milk me. Milk I'm me. I'm a cow. Moo. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. <laughs> I'm going to come. The spotted bull moan bellowing as his horns cut through the air. I'm going to come so hard for you. You're the best breeding bull in the stable. Violet assured the minotaur above her. I'm going to milk you dry. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> She's at lunch with Gilly again, and Gilly wants to know if the bull has redded Violet yet, and she's like, oh my god, no. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> Later in the day, she gets a trainee with her for the rest of her appointments. It's a Tuesday, so she's like, oh, that's fine, because I won't have to share Rourke. <laughs> Yeah. She lets the trainee do an appointment and she's awful at it. She tries to help her and correct her, but the girl doesn't care. She's like, it doesn't seem to matter as long as they come, right? And Violet's like, I mean, yeah, but you're supposed to make it enjoyable. Patient care. You're not getting any tips. But the last appointment on their Tuesday is none other than Rourke. Rourke, you never come on Tuesday. You're a Friday boy. She tells him that there's a trainee joining them as he undresses and... He lets her know he's getting his ring removed and she says congratulations. She decides she's not going to let the new girl handle her bull. That's my bull. He will not touch my bull. As he settles on the bench, she asks if he's going to explore this weekend since he's here on a Tuesday. His voice dropped deeper in pitch and lower in volume, stern and pointed, meant only for her ears. Oh, I'll be here. I've been needing to masturbate more often lately. This weekend, the urge was especially demanding. I thought coming in for a good draining might help take the edge off until Friday. Oh, you poor bull. <laughs> He's getting all backed He's up. Too full. Yeah. <laughs> she starts to work him and wonders how he pleasures himself. And then she reaches for his balls and comments that they do feel full. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Two weeks have passed and Rourke is back at the farm for an appointment with Violet and wants to know where she's been. She took two weeks off for a family emergency and he's been asking reception about her but all they'd tell him was that she was still employed there so his main concern was that she wasn't working there anymore and he'd never see her again he says that the new girl had to milk him last time and left him positively chafed girl what were you doing and she tells him that she'll be sure to be extra gentle with his chafed bits his chafed bits (laughs) she's milking him and she tells him about her day and as she does this she fantasizes about what it would be like to lay in bed with him and make love to him he tells her that stiff grip sally nearly circumcised him (laughs) oh man Uh, the domed head of his cock seemed extra appealing that day the tips of her fingers grazing it gently teasing his foreskin back and forth up and down caressing the inside of the sensitive sheath until he groaned Circumcising this would have been a crime, she thought, sliding the loose skin back until his full head popped free. (laughs) Hey there! (laughs) Hey! You came back! (laughs) Like an especially delicious mushroom sprouting from the earth, beckoning her tongue to lick away the pearlescent moisture at its winking slit. Goddamn! (laughs) Those adjectives! (laughs) That's a sentence. Yeah, it is. (laughs) She continues fantasizing about him as she milks him and realizes that she missed him so much while she was away. He comes in the bottle and as he's doing this, she reaches back, pushing into his prostate through his taint. And I just have question mark exclamation point in parentheses because like can you do that i don't think so i think you still have to go through the butthole she really you pushed. can just push it like a button on the tank i don't know <laughs> push here so as she's doing this he fills up a little bit of a second bottle too oh my god he loves it he gets dressed and asks where she was and she tells him she had to leave for a death in the family he asks her to coffee after she clocks out and she agrees They get to the Black Sheep Beanery, which is the coffee shop he recommended, when she's off and Violet tells him about her great aunt. And he tells her a little bit about his backstory growing up in a tight-knit community around humans. He then tells her that he missed her while she was gone and wants to know if she'd be interested in them getting to know each other now that his ring is out. And then he asks her to dinner over the weekend and she says she'd love that. It's happening. It's getting a fish. They go on a date at a cute little restaurant, but there's no sex. He really does just want to get to know her. And he tells her how him and his ex simply grew apart. And Violet already knows all about his ex because she stalked all of her social media prior to the date. Is she also a little cute little cow? I think she was like a quarter minotaur or something. She was really human-y. Oh, okay. She's obsessed. Uh She is obsessed. She was like, tell me about your ex. And she knew like everything about her. She's like, I know everything. She's like, I know that. I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. Checks out. Checks out. He ends the night with a kiss and she loves his wide, hot, rough tongue. So he does have like a cow tongue. (laughs) 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 On their second date, she meets L'Oreal, his neighbor, the one that she was worried about. And the date ends with just a kiss as well. And then she goes upstairs to her apartment and sends him a risque photo and masturbates to some minotaur porn. After four more dates, there's still no sex and she's masturbating regularly and she's even had to go buy a bigger vibrator 
some time passes and they've been on quite a few dates that haven't been sexual at all and she's getting frustrated. But the date that they're going on tonight will be different. She gets a full Brazilian wax at the vampire salon to prepare for their date that night. And she's fully anticipating the night ending with sex. She was determined there was no way she was letting him deposit her at the building's doorstep without coming upstairs and taking off his pants. His shirt, too. You've never seen him without his shirt on. He might have six nipples. It wouldn't matter if he did. She thought resolutely. More to love. Why would a bull have six nipples? I don't know, because cows have udders, right? Yeah. yeah there's only four of those bitches on there. I don't know. Like- maybe like a dog? I don't know. <laughs> they go out to dinner again, and she's not wearing any panties. He runs his hand up her thighs until he gets to where her undies should be and realizes that she's going commando. Oh, my God. So he touches her little puss. Her little freshly waxed pussy puss. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, like, why wax? He's a minotaur. I'm sure he's fine with the hair. She just wants to feel prepared. I don't know. You know what? To each their own. Violet, do you remember what I told you about what you could expect when you're with me? You you said my comfort was all that matters, that I I hold all the cards. His fingers had begun to move back and forth like a clock pendulum, the tip of it barely grazing her cleft. Mmm, exactly, and what else? Each stroke against her outer lips moved a little easier, a little smoother, aided by her slick against her newly waxed skin. You said you were going to spoil me. Exactly. Her mouth dropped open and her head lulled against his arm. When the same finger pressed, dipping into her hot folds completely, coating itself in the wetness it found there, when it was joined by one of its brothers, stroking and squeezing, pulling and circling against her clit, she whimpered, and his answering chuckle was so dark and deep she nearly came right then. Did you think that meant I wasn't going to spoil this pussy? His fingers had curled, (laughs) trapping her clit between his knuckles, stimulating its hidden sides as they locomotored back and forth pulling back its hood and making her see stars. You just need to tell me what you want, sweetheart. You're in charge. Oh my god. You're gonna need to tell me what you want, Violet. What does this needy little cunt want from me? (gasps) What does it want? (laughs) Tell him. She wants him to fuck her so bad, and she wants to be filled by all 24 ounces. She asks him to make her come, but not to get them arrested because they are in a restaurant while this is yeah, happening. They're still having dinner. As he's just knuckling her fucking clit. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I'll take care of this pretty little pussy anytime you want, sweetheart. Anytime she wants to be licked, I'll be here to lick it and make you come. Eating this pussy is going to be my new favorite meal. Anytime she wants to be stuffed with my fat bullcock, I'll be here to fuck you so good you won't be able to remember your own name. I'm going to spoil you rotten, Violet. I'm going to spoil this cunt every way I can. All you need to do is tell me what you need. (gasps) fat bullcock (laughs) he's got a filthy mouth yeah he was all gentlemanly and only like kissed on the first date and now he's like i'll stuff you with With my fat bullcock you want me to fuck you (laughs) (laughs) he starts to finger her and she comes and then he withdraws his fingers and licks them clean she asks him if he'd like to come up to her apartment after dinner and he gladly agrees. Back at her place, he's hard as a rock as she sits on the bed with her thighs spread. The way you throb and the sounds you make, I enjoy milking you dry. He'd robbed her of the pleasure of his heft as he held his shaft, directing it towards her mouth. 
The first bump <laughs> of his cock head against her made her moan, dragging over her lips, and she eagerly opened her mouth, sliding her tongue over him, her jaw popping when he pressed his head in. She wanted to slide her tongue into his sensitive foreskin, wanted to suck on his frenulum, yeah. <laughs> had just tightened her lips around the flared edge of his big mushroom head when he pulled away. Sweetheart, I'm going to give you this cock so good, you'll never be able to remember anyone else's, but that's not going to happen tonight. Why? <laughs> He's playing hard to get. Yeah, he is. He's like, you want it? You're not going to get it. <laughs> he puts his dick away and she's frustrated as hell. He says her place isn't big enough for the things he wants to do with her and he doesn't want his hooves to tear her sheets, but tells her to come to his house Friday after work. They're going to do things the right way so she doesn't get hurt, but he's still going to spoil her cunt rotten tonight. I forgot that they have like, the minotaurs have like these silicone things that go over their hooves so they don't like scratch anything. <laughs> yeah, little shoes. <laughs> he's like hold on i need to put my shoes on real quick <laughs> rourke's hand came up to meet her center rubbing wide circles against her lips finding her sopping violet he groaned you're going to be the death of me just as she had at the restaurant she fell apart under his ministrations embarrassingly fast he'd brought a knee up to the bed as he fucked her with two fingers that same solid thump and when he added a third her breath stuttered he was right she wrote realized she would need to work up to the girth of his cock his ears were just as velvety soft as she had imagined when she raised her arms to encircle his neck the bullish snorts of hot air against her skin seeming to set her ablaze as his hand worked against her he's just like (laughs) 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 in her fucking face (laughs) and she's just like touching his fuzzy ears She's like, God, he's so hot. She's just scratching behind his ear. Oh, you fucking like that? (laughs) Dirty little cow. Move for me, bitch. (laughs) The first licks of his tongue made her spine quiver. His tongue was hot and wide, rougher than a human's, pushing into her and fucking her from behind. A delicious sensation she thought would be hard to top. But when it lapped at her clit, her mind went blank, leaving nothing behind but golden sparks shooting behind her eyelids. I want you to come on my tongue, he ordered in his CEO voice. And just as she suspected from the very beginning, she was helpless to obey. You're always going to come first, sweetheart. Always against my mouth. Understand? She keened as he sucked her clit, feeling the vibrations of her orgasm start in her legs, shaking their way up her thighs until she was spasming. His grip on her hips, the only thing keeping her from collapsing into a boneless puddle. She came against his tongue in a wave of convulsions, nearly sobbing when its rough moved to her opening, pushing inside and drinking her nectar. He continued to lap at her as the throbbing within her slowed, licking her pussy like a man who hadn't eaten in a month, and when his tongue continued its journey against the curve of her skin, never slowing in its vigor, as he laved her previously untouched pucker in a mix of his own saliva and her slick, she nearly arched off the bed. He tucks her into bed and leaves, and then she just starts crying into her pillow, because he just (laughs) licked her butthole and then left. He's like, good night. <laughs> yeah. Friday comes and she has an easy breezy day at work that ends with her appointment with Rourke. He tells her he doesn't want to be milked this time. He's got a hot date tonight and he wants to save it all for her. After work, she goes to his house and it's massive to accommodate his size. When she walks in, she sees he's wearing just a towel and she can see everything. Ugh. Oh my god. He immediately rips off her clothes, leaving her in just a bra and panties, and she takes off his towel and starts to stroke him, and they make their way to his bed. 
He tells her she needs to come on his tongue before they do anything else. The heat of his tongue was like a trail of fire, laving at each of her nipples in turn, catching them in his blunt teeth, scraping and snuffling. <laughs> snuffling. <laughs> snuffling. He's just like. <laughs> He's being a full ass cow. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> Breathing his molten heat across her stomach and over her hips. When his wide muzzles. <laughs> <laughs> when his wide muzzle nosed against her thighs, her legs fell open once more, gladly allowing him to press against her, his thick tongue pressing into her folds. His tongue was so thick and wide that it moved across every inch of her, from clit to slit, and it was all <laughs> and it was the all-consuming pressure and heat and his impeccable sense of rhythm that pushed her over the edge. The shape of his mouth meant he didn't so much suck on her clit as he did slurp on it, an act that involved the roughness of his tongue and the pressure of suction, but wetter and somehow so much better, better than anything she'd ever experienced before and likely never would again. Oh my god. Gross. Have you ever felt a cow tongue? Yeah, they're fucking gross. They're rough. Like a cat? It's like yeah. a cat tongue. I also like how she mentioned his blunt teeth. <laughs> yeah. I'm just picturing like a total cow like teeth. Like, he's eating grass. So cows have something called a dental pad. So they don't have any teeth on the top. They just have teeth on the bottom. So I just pictured him with no teeth on the top and teeth on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> didn't so much suck on her clit as he did slurp on it <laughs> she comes and he whips out a bottle of lube and presses a finger into her he works up to three fingers before putting lube onto himself and slowly starts pushing into her and it burns it's a fucking it's bigger than a soda can yeah i'm going to spoil your pussy with this big bullcock every day if that's what you want the backward drag of him pulling out made her throat stick and then he was pushing back in further than he'd gone before and violet was positive she felt it pressing into her spine yes give it to me she wheezed her spine <laughs> burying her fingers into the thicker hide around his shoulders as he began to pump slow and deep deeper than she'd ever been fucked and it was so fucking good You've been so good, she babbled. Babbled? <laughs> You've been so good. You've been, you've been so good. You've been so good. <laughs> so sweet and bossy, and I love it, and you're such a gentleman, and I love your cock. <laughs> and I love your cock. She really is just babbling. She's like, oh my god, and I love this, this, and this. <laughs> the swell on his shaft feels like it's ripping her open when it first pops in, but eventually starts to feel good. So... They have like a bulbous part in the middle of their shaft. That part's bigger than their head, right? I think so, so like their head. It's kind of like some like not so kind regards shit. Lock yeah. them in. Yeah. He flips her over and starts fucking her from behind. When his heavy balls began to slap against her, she unraveled. I want to feel you come around my cock, Violet. I want you to squeeze me until your cunt has the permanent shape of me because it's the only cock that's ever going to make you scream like this again. His thrusts into her began to take on a sense of urgency as she babbled, grunting as his cock kissed the most sensitive spots inside her, pounding into her the same way he'd fucked into her hands at the farm. She could do nothing to provide a plentiful, speedy collection from where she was pinned beneath him. Don't bring your work home, girl. No, girl. But her bull needed milking. 
and she was desperate to help him over the edge. <laughs> Come inside me, she begged, her legs beginning to shake. The drag of his cock head against her G-spot was making her stomach seize, and the stretch of that swell had her nearly sobbing in pleasure. Please, please, empty those big balls inside me. I want you to give me every drop. <laughs> God. They both come together. She knew how much he came, saw the evidence of his orgasms every week, but nothing had prepared her for being on the receiving end of 24 ounces of his hot milk. She was able to feel it already dripping out of her, the obscene squelch of his erupting cock, emphasizing the mess that was being made. <gasps> hot milk. No, thank you. Hot milk is curdle. Yeah, gross. Isn't that what you drink when you can't sleep? You drink hot you milk? Drink, like warm. Warm milk, but yeah. Just boiled milk. <laughs> just boiling milk? It's all chunky. Ew. Ah, puts me right to sleep. <laughs> he pulls out and says that his sheets are waterproof, but he should have put down some towels. He asks if she's okay, and she's definitely more than okay. She needs to get up and get ready for their little ice cream date. So they have an ice cream date planned for after this. And also, Shelby and I were discussing that he has a special enzyme spray thing that, like, dissolves all his cum. Yes, like, clean his shower for, like, his drains to, like, actually drain because, like, they're cum doesn't like dissolve well enough apparently Jesus. so they have to get like an enzyme for it she had to get up get up and clean up which might be quite the undertaking covered as she was in his sticky sweet cream oh. <laughs> the next day they wake up together and cuddle a little bit and then they get up to go wander around the shops in town they have a few more of these weekend sex dates and one morning after a vigorous night of fucking, she doesn't want to get out of bed. She wants to get freaky. His cock was a comfortably familiar way as she dragged her fingers slowly up his shaft and down again, encouraging his foreskin to slide with the motion, gradually exposing his pink head. A tiny bead of moisture pooled in the slit, visible every time she exposed the shiny glands. Too <laughs> delectable to resist, wanting to taste it on her tongue. It was a waste, a terrible, awful waste, bottling his potent release and sending it off to be refined into little blue pills for human men. Now that she knew how sweet it was on her tongue, how good it felt to be filled until it ran down her thighs and made a mess of the towels upon the sheets, she hated the idea of him selling it. Her tongue pressed into the slit on his head, lapping up the beating pre-cum before sliding into the edge of his foreskin. She'd perfected the art of maneuvering her tongue into the nerve-ending packed sheath sliding around his cock head from within, licking the inside of his foreskin and tugging it gently with her teeth as she did then. <sighs> How dare he sell it? That's mine. That's my cum. <laughs> it was a juggling act, keeping her mouth around his cock and milking his balls with one hand, while using the other to work two fingers into his ass, the tight ring of muscles sucking her in as she's pumped against him, seeking his sweet spot, but it never failed to make him erupt like a geyser. <laughs> when the first burst of his thick cream oh thick cream <laughs> hit her throat she swallowed greedily endeavoring not to choke as her mouth was filled the towel came in handy to catch the overflow as his balls throbbed in her hand spurt after spurt until he sagged his spent cock slipping from her lips um <laughs> thick cream <laughs> cream thick it's heavy cream Ew. Oh. <laughs> 
They finally leave the house and go outside to talk to L'Oreal, the neighbor, and Violet tells her about a video call that she had that week, and it's something to do with a job that would allow her to live in Cambric Creek. So at this point, she's planning on moving to Cambric Creek to be closer to the farm and just because she really likes the town. Mm -hmm. Later that night, she asks Rourke if he wants her to quit the farm, and he's surprised and says, no, of course not. She should stay if she's happy, and she decides to keep two shifts a week at the farm if she gets this new job. Two days later, she's at her in-person job interview at Slade Foundation. She does the interview and waits to hear back in the parking lot, and she calls her mom to tell her that she's thinking of moving out of her apartment in the city and closer to her boyfriend in Cambrick Creek. And then she breaks the news that her boyfriend is a minotaur and immediately gets off the phone. She's like, by the way, he's a bull man keg, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, love you. Later that day at Rourke's house, she decides to join him in the shower when he comes in from mowing the lawn. Do you think he just, like, eats the lawn? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. He's just out there on his hands and knees. (laughs) And then you just hear the occasional... She fell apart beneath the water as he pumped upwards into her, squeezing shut her eyes, tightening her legs as her inner walls clenched around him, gripping him tight. He'd slowed his movements then, always enjoying the way she squeezed his cock, before resuming his shallow upwards thrust. The odd angle meant he was barely halfway in her on every pump, but when his cock erupted inside her, splattering her inner walls with rope after rope of his thick release, Violet kicked, twitching in his arms, the pressure and fullness making her spasm once more. Little shower shack. Little shower shack. Yeah. That must be a big ass shower. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Huge. When they're done, he asks how her interview went and she says she thinks she got it. She's at her next shift at work and she's milking a minotaur who wants to be slapped in the balls. I just put that in there because what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that must be a good little cow. Yeah. Rourke is her last appointment of the day and he tells her he wants to be milked like a good little cow. And while he's coming, she tells him she got the job and she's signing a lease on a new apartment in town. He says he hopes it's a short term lease because he wants her to move in when it's up. They make plans for chocolate lava cake that night, and she thinks to herself how happy she is that she clicked the link on that job listing for the farm. The end. That's it. It finishes with lava cake. Yeah. What a happy <laughs> ending. <laughs> so, Riley, how many red pepper emojis do you give this? Okay, I will say. I, I really <laughs> liked it. Yeah. I'll give it four and a half. Okay. That's fair. That's good. I like yeah. this one. This is a good one. Would you trade places with Violet? I don't know. She's making big money. Big money. Uh-huh. We love it. Great benefits. Great bennies. <laughs> Do you want to be fucked by a bull man? Ah, nor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Do you guys? No. I don't. In reality, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, not even in reality. Just no in general for me. <laughs> okay. Do I want to fuck a cow? Fuck no. Minotaur? Maybe. Maybe. Sexy. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Rourke is hot? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to go with yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> he is. He's got that BDE. Yeah. He does have BDE. Big dick energy. <laughs> and he's just a nice a nice little gentleman. Gentle cow. He is. He's a, he's good, a little, good little cow. cow. <laughs> he wanted to get to know her first. We love that. Yeah. He took it slow. He He did. did. All right. So next week, we're going to be telling Riley all about A Lady of Rooksgrave Manor by Catherine Moon. And we're going to have her look at the cover and give us her best guess on what it might be about. 
I think this one's going to be a monster romance, only because it says Tempting Monsters Book One. <laughs> good guess, good guess. But we got a fancy girl. It looks like it is not in like modern day setting. Looks like it's going to be older, but I think she's going to be fucking some monsters in a manner. That <laughs> is a good guess. I, I, I do what I can. I do what I can. <laughs> it's all for you people. <laughs> Well, if you liked this episode, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Smut Up and Listen Podcast and on TikTok at Smut Up and Listen. Tell your friends, but not your mom. Definitely not your mom. This one was a little uh-uh. weird. And we'll see you later, you horny little rats. <laughs> <laughs>